Um, it's episode two of It's Arm Day Tomorrow. Um, it's me and Colin today, <laughs> no guests. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're going to be talking about the uh, like the mindset of like uh, money and kind of like some investments that we feel are secure or even like progressive in like your investment journey and um, <coughs> maybe even a few other things like where you could be looking for this information besides us. So. Yeah, and to go further into the uh, investment side, it's going to be kind of about um, investments for better ways of thinking and the mind also, not just physical investments or um, investments through stocks or um, bonds, mutual funds, stuff like that. It's also going to be easy things you can do at home or really anywhere to improve skills of the mind and ways of thinking to benefit you in the long run because um, they both kind of intertwine between each other more than people realize so yeah um. okay um, so then I guess uh, I guess we'll talk about kind of like what investments we're talking about when we talk about like investments in ourselves mm-hmm. um, or investments in things that can maybe grow like when we say the word investment most people think of like um, like oh invest in uh, like raw materials invest in stocks invest in this um, but like the investments that we're talking about are more personal so if um, if I had to ask you Colin what do you think like um, th- what are some of the best personal investments you've made so far and that you would maybe recommend other people to make if like they came to you um, kind of wondering about those types of investments so really it's it goes off preference to be honest um, because it depends on how risky people want to be um, some people want to just give their money to someone else like a uh, financial manager uh, and have them buy everything for them basically you know what I'm saying oh yeah well I so, mean like personal investments like oh um, I know I know but um, I don't I just wanted to get across that there's not really a best it's opinionated, I guess. But in my opinion, um, I believe physical investments are important. So, um, is that what you're trying to get across? Like, uh, well, um, like I thought going? we were going into like, um, like mental. You said like mental health investments and like, yeah, like so. Oh, so you want me to go for over yourself. for myself first? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Sorry. Everyone, because um, once you're like, once you've made investments in yourself so much, I feel like you're like. I thought you meant like financial investments. Yeah, I feel like you need to like maybe level up yourself first though, yeah, and get correct. yourself to like a healthy correct. state. So, um, the best investment, in my opinion, for myself and for any human, basically, I think the first step you should take in in your path, your journey, whatever you want to call it, is just get good habits of eating, eating healthy. And, and exercising, even if that's just walking. Because um, most people, uh, I, I notice and I know this personally, a lot of people that don't move or just at least walk during the day, they have headaches, they feel groggy, you feel more um, lethargic, is that a good word for lethargic, it? Lethargic, yeah. Um, vague, you kind of feel empty. Um, and one reason is just being active and moving gets things flowing, um, blood gets your, uh, and, and basically just being outside, it's a natural, it's natural for humans 
just to be outside. We're we're built to be in nature, I guess. We're we're sort of animals. So when we're in our natural environment, so be we feel more at home and, and open, I guess. And just a simple walk can change a lot of things and that can be a huge investment to intelligence and into your mind. Um and then eating better at least eating moderately better would you agree because i mean not everyone's going to be perfectly on top of eating like every macro and um, yeah uh, like bodybuilders but if you could moderately even 70 30 i I like to stay 80 20 um with eating but even 70 30 is better than 20 20 80 like eating healthy 20 percent of the time so Basically, just make the ratio higher and healthy than it is lower in, in, in non-healthy habits, I guess. And, and you'll feel a lot better, and that'll get you started. Um, what, what would you say is a good investment for the mind, other than exercise and eating well? Yeah, so um, my thing to add on to a couple of your things is like exercise obviously and when I say exercise, just like physical things that challenge you. So like he explained earlier um, you can do walking um, and I would say that that mainly applies to <clears throat> it can apply to all age groups but I would say that like if you're an older demographic or um, someone that's less capable physically uh, walking could be a good exercise for you because it may be challenging to you um, even to get like you know six seven thousand steps in a day uh, it might be pretty difficult for an older demographic to do and so um, I would say some type of physical exercise that challenges you for sure Um, and when I say challenges you I mean like if you're a younger demographic and you're physically well I think that you should be into things that challenge your body kind of like you can be into weight training crossfit uh, some type of like fighting style uh, endurance work stuff like that I think that the walking thing is definitely very good for anyone Um, But I've found it to be more like in younger demographics, like physically well people. I found it to be more like um, of like a supplement kind of like people use it to maybe have a little bit of extra energy output as well as like um, give themselves some space to think away from everything. Um, Especially when you're walking like unconnected from like a device or like you're not really talking to anyone. It gives you a lot of like peace of mind and boredom to think about ideas or to just process what's really going on around you. So there's that. And um, I would also say on the food investment part, um, I would say that, yeah, it's definitely important to like invest in healthy foods. I think it's uh, either more or equally important to invest in just having food because like a lot of people don't realize it, but they like starve themselves all day. And create like hormonal imbalances from Get doing cat it. and Mountain Dew for lunch. Yeah, and like then they're like they go the whole day without eating, and it's like they get home, they finally eat dinner, and it's like three thousand calorie dinner, but yeah. the rest of the day was like you I don't like I don't know if three thousand calories, but like you know fifteen hundred calories, and you only ate like three hundred calories earlier in the day, and it was just a huge insulin spike of like Mountain Dew and a Kit Kat bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah and go so up some walls. Yeah, and so like and <laughs> the hammer and nail. Yeah, and so then I think the value is is in that, definitely. And I think that um, kind of like what he was talking about, giving yourself space to think and stuff like that, I think that another big thing that people tend to undervalue or get scared of is a routine. 
So I think a lot of people like would benefit from having a routine for one. And I also think they'd very, they'd very much so benefit from having a morning routine more specifically and waking up maybe an hour before they have to leave the house. Because I've, I've been in this cycle before a vicious cycle of like where you wake up and then, um, when you get up, as soon as you get up, you got to go to work and go work for someone else. A lot of the times we can use these jobs as stepping stones, but the more of how we act around the job, like the life that we live outside of that job is what's gonna dictate how much it feels like we're working for someone else's dreams. So for example, if every day you get up and you're not up an hour or hour and a half before, like getting breakfast ready, watching, you can even watch a freaking YouTube video, you can go on a walk, you can just do things for yourself. The less that it feels like you woke up just to drive yourself to this job, and more so that you woke up to start your day right. You're adding more meaning and purpose to your day. Yeah, and which then you, most a lot of people struggle with that and they don't feel like they have any purpose. And then you also get no outside stimulation from people in the mornings like if you wake up an hour before everyone Uh, you tend to not really interact with people a lot which is a good thing to me because then it gives yourself space from people before you start the day Mm -hmm. and then you don't have like um pretty much like a constant stimulation throughout your whole day you've kind of like already given yourself time to like think about stuff and like conquer the day a little bit for yourself so Mm -hmm. um i'd say that those are probably some of the biggest investments you can lay at the baseline and there's like even better things are like external from your home and your life like and i'll just briefly outline these but like um mental health help um if you're like suffering with something a little bit more um and then maybe even like just kind of trying to involve yourself in more things that aren't like um related to your job so like just Mm -hmm. having more hobbies overall like more things to do that don't feel like you're working they feel yeah. fulfilling or enjoyable or the things you do try um actually just read about this this morning or yeah everything you do try to have it almost planned a little so that when you go into that um objective or uh, thing you're doing you can you can put 100% purpose into what you're doing and it it'll make your life feel a lot meaningful and I like what he said about getting up early. I always get up an hour to an hour and a half before I have to. Um, I don't go to. Uh, I work for myself, but um, before I go out and start my task, because I like to get up. I like to prepare um, my breakfast and take my vitamins. Um, I also like to journal in the morning. I write down kind of a brief outline of my day, not really an outline, but just task. Because I don't like to go in a certain order because one could fall before the other, you know. Because if you try too hard to be strategic, you might get ahead of yourself and you might get flustered because you're all over the place. But And then I like to set goals, do's and do's and do nots because any successful person has things they avoid. And, and my number one thing right now, and which is an investment to myself, is avoiding my phone a lot more. Um, so in the mornings, the first hour or longer, I try to stay away of my phone. Obviously, I turn my alarm off. Um, but I've been reading now in the mornings instead. It's another investment. It's great for the mind is reading. Um, I believe reading is um, a great knowledge source for everyone. Because even if you're in school or not, if you read, there's answers and um, 
knowledge everywhere. I mean, they, it's endless, basically. There's books about everything on everyone. So um, if you can read and stay away from your phone, phone is disturbing sleep cycles. It's um, causing bad relationships. It's causing depression, anxiety. So that's a huge investment is to limit your phone. And if it, everything's fine in moderation. So if you're using your phone set 30 minutes to an hour, I believe, a day or, or whatever, could be two hours but that two hours go a hundred percent on your phone and um, just be careful what you're looking at because the more you look at other people in their life you think everyone is happy and everyone's lives are great and that causes depression because you feel like what's wrong with me but really no one's life is perfect no one has it together um, fully um, so just be careful what you're looking at there's lots of things that can cause addictions on phones so that's a huge investment is just to stay away from your phone and start reading instead of getting on your phone. I know reading can suck, but I I read literally two books my whole, like, through school, through high school. And that was because we had to read them or the teacher read them. <laughs> so, like, I never believed that I could like reading, but now I love it. And I've almost finished a whole book in one week, which is insane. So, and it's... 200 something pages I mean that people were probably like damn that's not even long but mm -hmm. but still for me that's incre that's incredible and um, my vocabulary has gotten better my speaking um, it's just it's a huge investment so okay we could go on forever with personal investments that's kind of what this channel is about is the mind and, and exercise and stuff so let's get into um, some physical financial investments yes yeah, so, so once you have your personal investments in line what do you want to um, invest in that's external like what like things that are like um what would i invest in well well i was just or what should they? i was just prefacing oh, to, okay. to the audience like um once you have all the things we just talked about in line like for yourself um and you've taken care of yourself gives you a more level-headed mind to then invest in these things yeah yeah so yeah basically because with knowledge comes wealth I feel like that's a good quote so um, I don't know who quoted that so don't plagiarize me um, but uh, maybe I did it maybe I just made that up <laughs> damn we need to patent that um, so basically right now what I'm into investing in which I just started a few like a month ago probably um, is gold and silver um, not necessarily not necessarily gold yet but more silver um, because I, I feel that silver has more of an up, uprising than gold will right now because of the demand of silver and where the economy is heading and, and, and their goals I guess in mind so but I think there's also like non-tangible um, investments like that would be the right word right like stocks because you can't physically like touch, them touch stuff them. yeah so like bitcoin stock um uh, retirement accounts stuff like that but i believe silver is a great um, long-term investment and and short-term at the same time because with with precious metals um, me and jared have talked about this quite a few times when our dollar depreciates, so we have inflation, um, 
and just the dollar, the value of the dollar goes down. Silver usually keeps its value. Um, yes, it goes up and down, but and same with gold. But when it goes up and down, um, it always trends up usually. And right now it's really low, so it'd be a good time to invest in it. Um, basically, it's going to save you from inflation. It's a great investment. So that could be the short-term value of it. Long-term value is more technology is being used, which silver is used in computers, um, electric cars, all that, because it's the most highly conductive metal, it's one of them. So um, basically, silver is going to be used more, especially with digital um, currencies getting more popular, so like cards and um it, say we were all digital, then tons of computers, more computers are going to have to be produced. Um, and nobody can trace silver and gold as long as you buy it, right? Um, so no one knows you have it, which some people, do, I don't If you don't like that, then you're crazy. But, um, but what I'm saying is when these metals are used in computers like that, they get tossed eventually into the landfill. Well, landfills, you can't dig back up. They get covered. So that silver that's in there is getting lost, and you can't use it again. So demand every day slowly gets higher for silver, which is good. So plus, you, uh, they used to mine it. Um, I can't remember where, but it was like right on the, the crust of the earth. It's no deeper than the surface. So we ran out of those mines where like you could literally see it just sticking out of the ground and they'd be like hey there's a silver mine right here let's let's set it up dig it out well they can't do that anymore so how the we get mined for silver is by mining for gold and the amount of silver is slim to none that you find oh there's my alarm um when mining for gold so it's basically the silver you buy is already physically here it, it's and it's so in high demand to buy, and it's so slim that it takes weeks to get in if you order it. So, in that saying, silver should be worth way more than what it's at right now. It's only like nineteen eighty an ounce on spot price, but most places pay, you know, five, six, whatever, depending on the type of silver over spot. So, whenever that time is and it releases, the price is definitely going to go up. Even if it's five dollars, you're still making money. You know, it's better than having cash in your safe that depreciates every day. So you're actually losing money when you save cash. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you agree with that? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say, um, I'd say definitely like tangible raw materials are very valuable. Um, and I would say like, there's also, you also talked about like, there's a sense of security in having raw materials because of like the trade value after like, an economic downfall like if every single currency was worth zero we would still somehow be able to trade like silver oh, or gold for like bread <laughs> bread and like stuff like that yeah. like from like it could be like i don't know if you'd be amish people or like just Probably people amish. who are like farming or like and, or creating yeah. those things so um so there's security in it too like even if your investment goes to none um, I think that actually gold and silver are one of the things that kind of created the value of money a little bit, right? Because like those were the earliest, it was some of the earliest things like traded. Well, the dollar used to run off of the value of gold. Or yeah, off before of, they signed the gold standard or whatever. Yeah, and that that's once since that day is when the dollar slowly 
started to go depreciating. Down. So, well, because then the dollar became its own thing, and it was like it's fake. Then you start to print more of it. Yeah, yeah, the dollar yeah, is kind of fake. I, I I don't know. I feel like everything's kind of fake, but that's a different subject. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, money's fake because it's created. Yeah. You know? No, money's fake. Um. Yeah, because like it's just like a non. It's really like non tangible. Like we we took it off of a. We made this this stuff out of a. Like a tree and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, what we I mean? added value to a piece of paper. Yeah, we synthetically made a dollar. <coughs> so if that sense. doesn't weird you out at all, like the thing that we use to hold value in the world is like synthetically Nothing. made. Like somebody made it, like if they printed it. That's another reason I like gold and silver. Cause that's kind of weird to think about, especially <clears throat> now that there's cryptocurrencies and you can see a lot of people like making these currencies really freaking easy, mm-hmm. and people are mad about it. But it's like that's the same thing they did with the dollar, but it's just like different so people get angry so people get mad because they're like oh it's no it's not a dollar bill yeah you know i don't know it's just dollars it's all fake gold and silver they call gold and silver god's money because it was here before we even were you know it's a precious metal it's it'll always have value that's another thing yeah and especially with like all of the new like reliefs and stuff they're starting to provide it's like the dollar is starting to become less like all those stimulus oh, checks, yeah. all that crazy type of stuff. Like the inflation's gonna get even more ridiculous. The dollar's gonna be worth less. So if you put your money where the dollar is worth more, and especially now that um, he said like something about the gold standard and stuff like that, they're totally separate things. Like um, I can definitely see where the value is in like putting your dollar somewhere that's not a U.S. dollar or not a, a piece of currency. I yeah, guess. Yeah. Because like then you still have something to trade. You have something that people may want for you to trade yep. for other things. Out of uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he says, um, savers are losers. Not like you're a loser, but like savers lose money. Yeah. Because as your money sits there, it's depreciating, so you're slowly losing value in that dollar. Yeah, I think like I think there's a certain point. Like I think you need money you to... You do need to save. You need money point. to like have security. But yes. once you get past the point of security, like if you're getting into like... You have... Hun- if you're a 20-some-year-old kid, you have an apartment, whatever it is, and you got, you know, 50000 plus, 100000 plus dollars in your bank account just sitting there for no apparent reason, then you're, done, you're just you're kind of not playing your cards right because like there's tons of things that'll just actively grow your money passively so why is it just chilling there kind of now if you don't even have a baseline of like you know like 10 grand in your account or something like something that like would maybe pay your deductible on your car and all this other stuff like yeah maybe you should have a little bit more money in your bank account before you start throwing money at these things <laughs> yeah but like if you have like a ton of money in your bank account it's just chilling there like then you're not can't yeah i think you should always have like a little base of cash just for like purchases getting gas getting food stuff like that yeah well if you think about it the the investment we're talking about like silver and gold it's like those things can still be traded like you could take that back to that store you just bought your silver from Mm -hmm. and probably resell it back to the guy yeah so it's kind of like yeah that's what's that's like money but it's just money that's growing that's why i like it too you don't feel like you're like with stocks if you don't if you're not trained on that, um, it's kind of really risky. Everything's risky if you're not knowledgeable about it. You and know they kind of go like, do, 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 do. I'm not super knowledgeable about the market. There's nothing wrong with it. I think it's great. You can make a lot of money. But if you're not, I'm not knowledgeable about it yet, which I want to be eventually. So I'm going to invest in something that I, I'm knowledgeable about. 
I think because the... nothing, like that's not a risk if I know the factual facts about it. And silver is almost like just trading your money to add value to it, you know. Yeah. And and plus, I buy if you buy certain dominations, which are like smaller pieces, don't buy huge bars at first. Then if you need, say, you're running short on money, which hopefully you're not, um, and you need a hundred bucks, well, you can take, you know, five ounces in five coins denominations one ounce pieces and get a hundred bucks right there that day so it's not like you're like a stock where you have to sell it wait for it to sell pay tax on it you know what i mean so yeah well and, and i also think like the biggest thing that i've probably learned is like that the reason why most of the time people investing in stocks cryptocurrency all this other stuff why they always don't see a return of investment or like why they're failing is because like a lot of people see stocks and cryptocurrency like it's something that like you're gonna make like a grand in a day off of or like you're gonna buy into something quick and it's gonna those people the people that are buying into those little small cryptocurrencies that grow and make them seven grand in a day those people already studied that they know they know it's coming yeah. and they're gonna buy straight into it and they're gonna make all the money off of it now I'm not saying you might play your cards right a couple times and like not strike out but like that's a matter of luck it's not a matter of your actual skill and intelligence and if you think that you're going to play inside the market or cryptocurrency or any type of investment actually and you don't think you're going to have to play the long game with it then you're going to lose because like for something to really gain value there's either going to have to be a very uh, unusual circumstance that occurs inside of our economy or you're going to have exponential growth over time which we see like in the market so like don't if you're gonna invest invest kind of like it's for your future a little bit and not to say that some of them can't be short-term but most, for the most part a lot of them won't be short-term most investments are disciplined you know yeah. like you have to wait well here's the problem people are okay with putting money into a savings account and letting it sit there for 10 20 30 years but people aren't okay with like letting their money sit somewhere else and fluctuate which it's like you know your dollar sitting in the savings account is fluctuating right now down and down <laughs> no never up. up because you can't burn money so that, that means that we're not getting rid of any money only new money is being printed and what happens when we print new money inflation because the dollar's worth less because there's more in circulation mm -hmm. it's as simple as that and if you re if you really think about it that's why like when we come down to the conclusion like why you should be putting your money somewhere else than in a savings account is because there's a linear trend downwards with money almost always and if you're if you're okay with letting all that money sit in the account and just slowly depreciate because of inflation but you're not okay with your money going up down up down up but down inside up. of like silver then like yeah and like slowly up over time too but like not even that like even if it's down for like months on end like if silver was down for seven months if you play your if if you think about it factually you look at the trend of silver it's grown over time so even if there's a large dip for seven months theoretically and this is theoretically because most of the time we gotta we gotta bet a little bit on these investments that we have it's gonna be up after the seven months of being down because we're just using it's numbers over too. yeah and i mean like over time it's slowly went up so even on the downfall when you're a little bit uncomfortable with having your money there it's going to be up mm -hmm. i agree with that and so so it's just like and um diversity of investment too is very it important is. and speaking of uh uh what was it oh all, all stocks i read a 
or I have a book on stocks and I'm slowly reading it. Um, but it has an average of a day trader, like how much they make. People think you can day trade and make a ton of money, but an average day trader that like does it for a living makes like an average salary, like 50000 to to 100000 a year. So it's not, you're going to make way more money long-term investing in my opinion than day trading unless you want to do that for a career. Yeah, unless so, like you really enjoy it, it's really fulfilling to you. If you like that type of style of work, then like it may be very beneficial to you because once again, you're making a personal investment yeah. more than anything. And you have to learn a lot to day trade. Like there's, it, it's like any other career. You pretty yeah. much have to go to school for it, either yeah. in your own way or. So you got to study patterns of the market. You got to learn like bull and bear markets. You, there's all kinds of crap you got to learn for day trading. Um, but yeah, I guess our biggest roundup of all that was just pretty much like, yeah, gold and silver is a really good investment. And usually the best investment is what other people aren't doing. So if you notice trends, when something skyrockets in value, so say it's say it's gold and silver, the value's way up. Everyone that day will go and buy it. Makes no sense. Everyone buys things when it's at like its highest because they think it's gonna keep going. Well, if you would have been smart and did it while no one else was doing it, when it was low, you're gonna have a lot more value in silver, and you don't have to go buy it when it's expensive. Um, so, basically, watch what people are doing in that book. Um, Rich Dad, or no, 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 it wasn't in it was It's Robert in a, on a video. He was talking about um, he does things that other people go crazy over. So when everyone was saying gas was going to go up, everyone was freaking out about it. He went and bought into the market and to gas companies. <laughs> and he made so much money. Yeah. And then um, he bought, he, he invested in bullets for guns. So I think it was like 223 and 556 five, rounds because. He bought them at like 17 cents a round, and they went up to like a dollar a piece. That's insane. It's like five, six times. Yeah. Like so so any material can be an investment if, if you look at what other people aren't doing. Yeah. And what, what stupid people are doing, like yeah. freaking out over. Like I bet when toilet, remember that whole toilet paper thing I was mm -hmm. thinking? I bet if you would have bought into toilet paper companies before that whole thing went down, you would have made a bunch of money. Now, that would have been a problem, though, like... Oh, no, no, no. You mean buying into the companies. The market, yeah. Okay, I was about to say, if you're buying actual No, 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 no. Not <laughs> investing in material toys. Yeah. Like, into the... I was about to say, because then they, the... they, like, you get in trouble for, like, having all those... Like, no, no, no. Neat, you're, like, you got a toilet paper market at your house. You're like, come <laughs> <Yeah>. over, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that'd be a nice little hustle, but at the same time, like, you're kind of, like, taken away from the things yeah. that people actually need. So. No, no, I <laughs> meant the, the companies. All right, the companies. The stocks. The, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> I was like, no, but but bullets are more of a luxury item. I feel like so. In all honesty, like that's I, a short term investment. Yeah, I guess bullets bullets can kind of be like a necessity, like for safety and like protection. But like for the most part, they're kind of a luxury item. And so I would say like him buying a ton of those probably didn't matter much to anyone because no. guess what? It's like uh, you buy those and then you take them out into a field and you waste them. So yep. that's that's a luxury right there. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing I want to talk about is retirements investing. So the more I learn about uh, that type of investment, yes, they're good, but also you don't want to rely on those. So some people, some people say not to even mess with them, like like rich people. Um, but in my opinion, I believe if you want, so basically, if you have the money to put into one, like a Roth or whatever, or maybe your work has one for you. Okay, fine, keep doing it. 
but don't rely on that because the market goes down every 10 years usually that's kind of the pattern so if and a lot of people fall into that 10 years like when you retire you know what i mean so i mean i, I will probably fall into it because we're 20 30 40. yeah so i mean um when we're 60 technically the market should be probably down or close so you don't you want to put money in because you will make money um but you don't want to completely rely on that you want to have try to make wealth before you retire you see what i'm saying so be comfortable before you retire like to where if uh maybe my retirement sucks this when i retire but i i'm way better off like or i'm already completely better off with even without it i don't really need it yeah um that's my that's how i think you should go for it because once again it's another long-term investment and anything's better than just holding your money nowhere so if that money can make you money by the time you retire and it's usually a lot of money um, or quite a bit um, you might as well do it just don't rely on it uh, because that's supported by the government so um, anything like pensions retirements they're all supported by the government um, but yeah that's another thing on that you could I think it's a great option just be careful with it same with like mutual funds and, and letting people control that for you I think a lot of people can learn how to do it themselves unless you don't really care and you just want to be comfortable and want your money to go somewhere that's perfectly fine whatever makes you happy um, and then a couple more investment topics real quick I believe one great investment long term and short term is entrepreneurship and having your own business that's a huge investment that can that can make you financially free within I mean most people retire at what 65 you, I think if you are an entrepreneur or you're in real estate you can um, you can retire within you know if you're 35 40 years old depending on how early you start yeah um, I think I think another thing is like most of the people that intend to retire are the people that don't really get rich but I don't yeah they are but I want people to understand that they don't have to think that way you know oh yeah I mean I just think like people are know. stuck there because I mean we go to school and we learn how to work for other people we learn how to work we don't learn how to make money or, or invest or make, let money make money for us you see what yeah. I'm saying like I think it's so, smart to like think about when you could when you could retire but I think that people who retire super early unless you've made so much money that it's not even funny those are the people that usually aren't like in the top like one percent of people like the really really rich people <clears throat> yeah because like those people worked on their craft and like they like really really love their craft usually the people who become the riches are the people that love their craft and they've become very good at it and they've made all of the right moves and they love making the right moves they love working on stuff and so, like, retiring to them would kind of be, like, death in a way. Yeah. You know? I feel like you never really have to retire, but I feel like you could get to a point where you let the business run itself, you know? You're still there, and you're still loving what you've done, but you can be kind of free, you know? I think it's cool. Yeah. I just think it's cool to think that, like, some people get to be, like, 60, and they still love what they do, kind of. Mm -hmm. That is cool. Because, like, you could retire very early. And we see it even happen to 60-year-old people. They'll retire, and then for some reason, sitting at home drives them crazy. So they go and they get a Walmart job or something, something to hold them over. They and it's like, it. but they retired at 60. Why were they not ready to retire yet? 
And it's like, because like, there's nothing fulfilling about just saying, well, I have nothing to do today. Let me just sit here. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing fulfilling about that. So no. I just think that like the people who the people <laughs> who really want to retire are the people that will truly never like get rich because I I just feel like I feel like you, you can want to retire because you fantasize over a life of nothingness. But that stuff for people who are high achievers, who are always stimulated, who are just like really driving up the mountain, like they're not like when I, and when I say retire, I mean you can be financially free. Like, yeah. Not necessarily do nothing. But yeah. You don't. If you want to go, if you want to be enriched with life and and go on a vacation with your spouse or whatever for a week, you don't have to worry about money. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can be financially. Free. But yeah, you can be financially free and like, um. Yeah. Just. I I would never be able to do nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I just when I say retire, I mean you won't have to work at a job the rest of your life that you don't really enjoy and don't feel a purpose. If you if you um, seek knowledge and ask questions and be humiliated and and don't act like you know everything because you know the 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 one things that you benefit from are usually those one dumb questions you ask. That, yeah. That you were afraid to ask because you might sound dumb. But really, I don't think there's any dumb questions. Yeah. Well, that was kind of a tangent, too. But you were going on to say like something about how entrepreneurship is one of the best investments you can make for yourself or mm-hmm. whatever. So like, um, you, can, you can elaborate on that even more if you want. Like, I kind of took us on a tangent because of I was like, I don't know. No, you're good. Um, I just believe that, say, I don't, I don't really see anything bad with school with college I I mean it's, I don't completely agree with it but I also don't disagree I feel if you know what you're going for if you use what you went for then it's very beneficial but um, most kids not ex- you're an exception um, not kids guys I'm fucking the same age um, <laughs> they don't use what they went to school for and now they're in debt and they feel very shamed because of all the money they're in debt and they don't even use their degree. I've heard that quite a bit. And uh, so I believe instead of investing your money in school, if you don't want to go and you have a great idea, invest it into to entrepreneurship, your own business, because um, that, that money can go a long way. And be smart with it. Sometimes you don't really have to invest too much to be able to be successful um, and you can benefit a lot from it. So Yeah, and then also like um, I've heard a lot of people kind of say like, um, investments like when you make the right investments for yourself is when your investments grow the most so like if you make an investment in college but you hate school and you kind of really don't like the job that you're going to get other than for the fact that it might make good money and a lot of people pushed you to want to get that job then your investment will never truly grow It'll grow by someone else's means, not your own, because the more passion that you have for something, the more that it grows. And so, like, I think, like, um, I think that's a big thing is, like, the if you want to invest into school, you need to, like, I guess people always tell you, like, you got to know what you want to do when you're 18 and figure it out. But really, it's like, 
people who become entrepreneurs may go back to school and people who go to school may go back to be entrepreneurs but i think that like it's more of a matter of like just don't waste your time on things that don't really matter try a lot of things yeah yeah like i heard this kino body guy said that when men are in their 20s they shouldn't be wasting all their energy on partying and shit that doesn't matter because like Mm -hmm. and i think that that's very true because like a whole episode yeah it could be a whole episode and so i'll briefly touch on it but i think that like not doing those things and making the right investments into like your education and then going 100 percent the education because there's money on the line and later on you're really going to regret all that money that you got to pay back or the investment that you make in entrepreneurship that might grow you a lot of money but without your effort it'll never truly make you money so yeah you have to be dedicated for sure yeah like if you're not actually actively putting effort towards your entrepreneurship it will not grow exactly like if you're spending more time out if you're spending three to four hours every weekend so eight hours a week out doing things that really don't matter you probably don't want it that bad and And, and when we say don't matter that means things that don't benefit you at all or like you wake up the next day you're sick yeah because i think it's great to like do nothing every once in a while like go out and walk that's still benefiting you yeah Or, or like go out um with your friend and or your girlfriend or fiance or wife whatever and uh and just you know have time with them two two three hours with them that doesn't mean you're wasting your time you're benefit a relationship and i think relationships and and life is has the most value over anything yeah those are those are probably your best investments are like people mm-hmm. probably so yeah. um then what other investments do we have though that's pretty much it on the investment side um I mean, uh, why? Oh, oh. oh, this was a big question for you. I had. Why um, do do people drink and have addictions to limit um, or suppress humility? Like, why do people drink and have addictions to? Yeah, like, why do people turn to drinking and addictions? Well, rather I, than or or to suppress simple humility humility that people would love to help them with or um yeah just basically to hide things i think people i think people have addictions and stuff for different reasons than most people would mainly because of like a psychologist that i kind of am starting to follow um and i think that most people have addictions and stuff like that because of like trauma mm-hmm. um that's number I think, one, yeah. I think that a lot I think a lot of people do those things to hide humility a little bit, like cuz they don't want to reveal them real their real selves to people. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not asking this question to offend anybody. It's just a serious question. Yeah, it's no. A I, huge I topic. think that people have addictions and stuff like that because of trauma more than anything. Me too. I think that traumatic experiences in your early early lifehood are like... Or exposure to that thing at an early age. Yeah, it's kind of like... Well, because that creates trauma though. Like if you have like a, a, a addictive father who's an alcoholic, yeah, a lot of the times that leads to trauma because like True. it's hard to have an addictive parent, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, off the topic of addiction... People that just drink on the weekends all the time, not necessarily an alcoholic, but 
say kids 19, 20, or well, not, well, yeah, 19, 20, 21, 22, clear up to like, I mean, some guys do it until they're 35. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just think about all the money that they spend in two to three days and how wealthy they could be if they took that money and used it towards investment or even just saved it rather than spend it. Um, I mean, he, he, people are spending two, $300 a weekend on beer and then they wonder why they can't afford things and it's sad that they do that and they think it's it's right and they think that they have to do it almost because everyone else is doing it. And I don't agree with that because, and some people do it, I don't, I think, I don't want to sound too opposing or on one side, you know, but because some people have reasonings for it deeper than what I know. Um, I just wish people could, you know, I could help people get out of that situation and show them how enriched life is outside of that world of drinking and um, and partying. And yes, drinking is not bad at moderation, but when you're doing it every weekend and, and you can't make a bill or a payment or afford things because you're prioritizing alcohol, it's it's a problem. So Have, have you ever heard the saying that habits create addictions? Mm-hmm. So like humans are all of those kids that we tend to write off, like we tend to say, oh, they're in their 20s. So, yeah, they're going to drink. Here's here's a bomb I'll drop real quick. But all of those people that go out every single weekend, create a habit of going out every weekend and drinking are addicted. Yeah, that's true. It's weird to think about, but they're addicted to the feeling that they get every single weekend by having fun and hiding all their problems. And if they if they tried to like not do it for a weekend, they would probably feel like um, out of place. They feel out of they place. They feel lost. They feel like, oh, I'm the boring one. I'm the one out of the group. Um, and then not only that, but they would probably tend to feel like kind of sick and anxious because like, I mean, that's what happens when you have withdrawal symptoms from any type of drug is you feel anxious, you feel sick, you feel like um, you're kind of like lost a little bit, like. I don't know. It's it's a hard thing to get through, and I think that like people don't realize it, but habitual things sometimes mm-hmm. are addictions. But we just like to hide them as like other reasoning. Like we like to like say like, oh, they're just young, so that's why they do it. But it's really like, no, they're just like they're actually like in the early stages of alcoholism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, it, it, people who state like here's here's a here's one thing that people don't realize, but. If you can say to yourself, or if you have any friends that say, oh, you kind of need alcohol to have fun, that is a big indicator. In the mental health field, that is a big statement that a lot of people like to use to say, like, um, you're in the early stages of alcoholism. If they hear that from you, like if your therapist were to hear that from you, they would think you're in the early stages of alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, off the, the money part of it, the time that is lost during those moments, um, you're losing so much benefit in yourself. Even if you stayed home and, <laughs> I sound like I'm 50, if you stayed home and read that night, or um, I don't know, just made your relationship better, you are so much further ahead than everyone else out there doing that. So, um, was it Kobe Bryant that said, the 30 minutes that you're working and the other person isn't, you're always 30 minutes ahead of them. Yeah, like you're start like even if they're ahead of you by like hours, like let's say they're, someone's ahead of you by 10 hours of experience and then they decide to take a half hour off every week, but that half hour you work every week 
in a matter of 20 weeks, you have 10 hours accumulated and you'd right. be in the same amount of experience as them. Yep. So think about that. If you have goals and, and, and um, you're looking towards something in the future, every extra minute you spend, even 30 seconds, adds up and, and you'll be ahead of that person by that much experience. So um, use your time wisely and you know we don't we're not going to get this time back so use it wisely enjoy it find a per don't search for a purpose because it's not good to do that you'll never find it you'll be anxious so let your purpose be led into you and let it um almost be destined to you i guess let god find your purpose for you and um and just go ride ride the wave you know make the best choices you think you can for yourself and and, and you'll end up in the right place and, and you can feel things that benefit you or don't. It's weird, but if you truly open your mind to things and, and get out of that mind space of the mass, you can feel when things are, are appropriate and, and made for you and good. So just just think, open your mind, be open to everything and learn, and, and you'll know it's right. Yeah, um, and so then since this was like an investment slash like finance podcast or like something for us to make recommendations to you and like stuff that we're looking into, I did have a couple other questions, even though we veered off the topic a little bit. And I think we should go through these like we'll go through these a little bit quicker. But um, one of my topics was what are some of the like biggest people you think like that people should be looking to for advice on stuff like this? What books have you found the most insightful uh, videos, podcasts, etc. Like, what can people look to to get all of the same information that we reiterate? Yeah, um, I think, I mean, number one right now to me is uh, Robert Kiyosaki or Kiyosaki. A, I think that's how you say that's it. his name. Kiyosaki. Um, he wrote. Well, I think everyone needs to read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, that will change your mindset completely on everything. Um, the world we live in what we're taught, how to make money, like real estate. I mean, it's just, the, the message along is more or less not real estate, it's more your mindset. That's your first investment, is changing your mindset and, and buying things that benefit you, not hurt you. So he's great. Um, I've been trying to learn more on real estate. Um, I've been watching uh, Bigger Pockets and listening to their um, podcasts. They're really good. Even if you don't like real estate, they just, they have good uh, motivational. Um, Jordan Peterson is great. Um, there's another guy, I can't think of his name. Um, he just talks about social media and phones and how destructive they are. Um, so basically, I, I say read Rich Dad, Poor Dad um, first, and then take your journey into other investment books. He writes all kinds. Um, Right now, I'm reading one called um, Rest in War. I can't remember who it's by. Um, it's a it's more of a Christian book um, about God, but it just um, it teaches you basically how to schedule your life better to add purpose to it, and and how it's okay to struggle. That's that's what we're meant to do is struggle. We shouldn't have everything easy because um, sim simplicity usually comes with. Um, De deceiving or, or not deceiveness but like simplicity things that feel good usually are temptation and usually are not good so um, struggle is good um, but those are a couple of good books Rest in War and uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad 
Those are probably my favorite books right now. Okay. And then um, what is, uh, what are, like, let's just simplify it to this. What is, what are three tricks that you say you can, anyone can implement into their mind or their way of thinking that would increase their likelihood of being better financially or I guess maybe even mentally, kind of? So three benefits or three tricks like three like things that you do in your own mind that maybe make you a better saver a better investor um or a better person like mentally okay so number one this one just popped right up quickly um don't stop caring what other people think about you um because normally what other what other people say or tell you to do is what you should do because Normally, your best opportunities come when other people are blind to the opportunity. Um, so if you feel it's good in your gut and you feel that you need to do it, do it. Um, don't care what other people do. If your friends are out drinking and they're shaming you for not going out with you because you want to better your life, then they're not your friends. So don't care what they think. Um, they may be your friends, but they shouldn't be guilting you like that to benefit your life. That's number one. Uh, number two is find spirituality spirituality I don't I'm not saying you have to believe in God or which I think you should because the more you learn about him it's pretty insane how everything's connected um, but find it find what's in you and and trust me it'll lead you to a path that you never thought was possible and it'll open your mind in ways that you didn't think you could believe um, my train of thought has changed so much in just the past year or two um, just let life guide you to where you need to be and don't care what other people think. Um, number three is just invest in knowledge. Tons of knowledge. Knowledge opens your mind, makes you see things in a different way. And don't criticize in any knowledge you read because you can um, apply it together and, and come up with something great. So um, some guy might say it this way and the other might say it the other but if you can find the middle ground and have an open mind about it, then there could be benefit in both ways. So just learn as much as you can, invest in knowledge, so books, education, seminars, um, just learn about everything, uh, real estate, how to build houses, um, finances, geez, I don't know, detailing cars, I don't, go out and build a fort in the woods, I don't do whatever, you know? Who cares what people think? You're just expanding your knowledge and um, becoming a, a better human. Okay. Yep. So those are the three things. Mm-hmm. There's probably um, a ton more. Yeah, but th- just three things. And they're all mainly about your mind. And they don't have to be top three things. I guess just that those was three, just three things. three things, yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you have anything to say on that, what you should do? Do you have a number? A, a I'd say you pretty much hit them all. I mean... It all comes down basically a, like an overview of all that is your mind, expanding your mind, being yeah. open-minded. Because closed-minded people have a really hard time learning, and they always follow the same ways, so they never benefit from it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean, is that pretty much it for this episode? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been about 55 minutes. Um, I hope everyone is stayed on this long that'd be great um but this is number two 
sorry it's been a while since we posted last. We just, you know, had life and we we've both changed a ton throughout the year. I think it's been about a year. Yeah. Um, minds have expanded, different theories and ways of thinking. So hopefully everyone enjoys this and leave recommendations on what you guys want to hear next. Um, we're open really to talk about anything. And eventually we'd like to have guests on here. I don't know who that would be, but I mean, even if it's someone we know, you know. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening and uh, can't wait for episode three.